Welcome to the Team Builder Show, where the most successful team leaders share how to build, scale, organize, and ultimately maximize your sales team results. Hey, welcome back to the Team Builders Show. Today, I've got two great CEOs in the office, in the studio. Uh, Doug, this is the second time on the show. Yes, it is. Welcome yeah, back, not too man. Long ago. Welcome back. Thanks for having me. And Malcolm, welcome to the show, man. First time. Honored to be here. Thank you. Love it, man. So obviously, you know, I'm the only guy without an accent here. <laughs> Tennessee. Tennessee, baby, in the house. Um, but just so, so people have context, Malcolm, tell them the businesses that you own. And for the person that's listening, we're going to talk about how do you run multiple businesses? That's the topic of discussion today. So Malcolm, give me a little update on who you are. We kind of got a sense of where you're from. We know it's Chattanooga. He said Tennessee. But you own three different businesses. Tell us about the businesses. Yeah. Yes, sir. So about six years ago, we got involved with a home inspection company uh, that we started. And then as we grew, we knew that there was a need for ancillary services that we could possibly feed. Right. We started uh, Basement and Crawl Space Solutions. And then another company that we saw. Because when you think about sexy businesses to start, you think <laughs> Basement and Crawl Space. Definitely get in the crawl space. That's where yes. everybody loves to hang out. Yeah. So we've learned there <laughs> with some things. Uh, and then we also have Elevate Home Staging and Design. It's a complimentary to real estate as well. So we were talking off camera um, about sort of the flywheel. So clearly one of those businesses spits off other ancillary services, which is obviously like for everybody watching, like you want to have, what's that one business that could feed all the other businesses that makes the whole thing spin? Which one's the one that feeds the flywheel? Sure. So Chattanooga Home Inspector was is probably the core. Yeah. Uh, we learned that it does feed business to the basement company. Right. Maybe not always the exact leads we're looking for. Sure. But uh, it's really the relationships we have with other agents like Doug and others yeah. that can feed good leads to that. And we've learned how to get public leads as well. Sure. And with the staging company also, it's the relationships that create that flywheel. 1,000%. Staging in the classic sense of you know empty home or old property, we need to stage it to get it show ready, right? For like yep. Doug or someone on Doug's team. Yep. And Got design it. and Airbnb is a big thing in our area. Sure. So we do that kind of whole platform as well. Love it. So- and again, how many full-time employees between all the businesses? About 40, 45. All right. So we're going we're gonna to talk management methodology. How do you manage multiple businesses? That's multiple P&Ls. That's multiple taxes, multiple leadership, multiple amounts of stress. <laughs> yes. All right. If you're, if you're only listening, you just, you would have heard the, oh. Doug, what about yourself? Give them a little update on what are the businesses that you own today? Yep. So we've got, you know, we got the real estate brokerage, Berkshire Hathaway, J. Douglas Properties. And then we have the Edrington team, which is really like running two separate businesses. A hundred percent. It really is because we've got the brokerage operational with some other teams on the, in the brokerage as well. Yep. Um, and then uh, I've got a JV 50-50 with a title company. And so we've got North Shore Title and Escrow and, um, you know, working on some other stuff in the pipeline. Nice. Um, but those are, those are the two predominant. And then, you know, Malcolm's being humble over here too, but we both, both start to put together pretty healthy uh, rental portfolio too. Nice. He's bigger than the Airbnb stuff. I haven't touched it. How but, many um, How many Airbnbs? We've probably got seven Airbnbs, okay. probably 20-something properties other than that. Mm-hmm. Nice. Congratulations. Thank what you, are you, yeah. And where are you at now? Um, 18 doors. So yeah. 18, so, 18 doors so, plus the, you know, you know, we got, we got our office, which is two large buildings side right. by side. And then we right. actually bought another commercial building in a little small town outside of Chattanooga recently. So um, congratulations playing with it. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. So, so really when we start talking about management methodology and how do you manage it's multiple P and L's, but it's, it's just, it's managing lots of different people. 
right? Doing different tasks, right? And then what's required and all that. So we're going to get into all that stuff and more. So title company, real estate team, plus the real estate brokerage, plus the rental properties. Mm -hmm. I'd call that four different businesses. Yeah. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's just start with an easy question, easy but challenging, right? Is what's your management methodology? So... You know, one of the things that I think I learned from you a long time ago was, you know, passing on, you know, uh, what, what you're good at. Mm -hmm. If you can transfer that skill, you're going to be better, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so uh, you know, operation replace Doug, as as, as right. we've all heard before. Yep. So, it's what really, does that mean for the person that's listening? Has no idea. They're like, what do you mean, operation replace Doug? Like, well, are you, are you, you leaving, know, as, as you... a uh, yes, always leaving something, right? Always right. leaving something. So, the one of the things that I've really enjoyed is is my my inability to to stay in the same place for a period of time you know we get bored easily as entrepreneurs yeah. as artists right right and right. so so uh, i've learned that 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 i want to actually be able to learn a new skill and pass it on to the next person so you know just most recently since i started working with you we just hired a recruiter yeah and um and that is something that has been on my shoulders um from the recruiting standpoint and you know the bandwidth doesn't allow me to do it well if I'm trying to do it all together. So it's like how, you can only serve so many masters well, right? Right, and generally it should be one. <laughs> and Malcolm, so, when you hear that, what what goes through your mind? Uh, really, same almost mindset about finding the people and then lifting them up. So you talk about the flywheel with home yeah. inspections. Yep. The majority, actually, all of our other businesses are ran by and haven't given ownership or bought ownership from people in that company. Nice. So our goal is to figure out how to do the marketing, figure out how to make it profitable, figure out how to pay the person to do it. And then if it takes giving them ownership, that's what we should do. That way we can dial back a little bit, focus on something else. And then we create a, a tribe of happy people. Yeah. Happy-ish. Yeah. I mean, as, yeah. as much as we yeah. can. Yeah. As happy as business owners can be. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And right. I say that, but with the most respect, like all of us, we're a little crazy, but let's, yeah. okay. But I want to go back to this, Doug. And for both of you guys, I think the hypothesis of, Hey, I'm going to learn this. I'm going to transfer that skill. And then I'm going to empower somebody else to go do it. has been written about a million times, but it's hard. Oh yeah. I remember, I don't know, it was a year or two ago, um, your buddy, Greg Swartz. Yep. And he came and he talked about, you know, the top reasons why people, um, stay in a company, yep. wasn't that it? And yep. and um, one of them was like the relationship with their direct manager. Right. I remember that. And right. so, you know, we really got to lean in hard on um, really everybody, but especially whoever, um, if you're their direct report, no matter where you're at in the company, yeah. it's really important those relationships are built. And 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 one of the things I remind everybody in my company um, is is focused around, this is just a race for value. And I don't own mean? you. Race well, for value, yeah. what, I, what I mean by that, when I say a race for value, it's really focused on, on you know, the, the day that you are no longer feeling challenged mm -hmm. or the day that you think you can do it better than I can. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and, and it's not actually the day you feel that you can do it better than me. It's that you resent me and you feel that you can do it better than me. Yeah. That's when things are falling apart. And yeah. they're probably going to leave, yeah. right? And so, so for me, it's constantly how do I add value to this person's life, whether it be a new lead source or whether it be let's focus on a new a new role. Mm -hmm. um, it may just be focused on how to communicate with people at a really high level. That's generally what we're always talking about is how to communicate. Yep. And so, focusing on um, that race for value, the moment that I can no longer bring value to them, then they're probably going to leave. So I just let everybody know in our company, like at the moment that I'm not adding value, I know I've lost the race. 
And so, and it's not that I'm holding anything back at all. It's got to lean in really, really hard. Right. Um, but at the same time, we've got to make sure that they're ready for that next challenge, you know? And the, the, you know, I'm not ready for all my next challenges. Yeah. Right. And so, so sometimes we got to hear it again and again and again, Malcolm and I are in town for another event. It's all about leadership. And, and, um, I, there's really one good thing that I took away from this event and, um, that we're at here now. And the, and the, the conversation was, is where are you tactically winning? but strategically losing. Yeah, unpack it, that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, That's I mean, it. Jump in, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just where you get a win today where mm -hmm. it's maybe profits in the bank or you make a good hire, but is that hire actually going to be detrimental to your team? As a leader, are you focusing on mm -hmm. their whole strategic mission and not just that win today? Yeah. I, I'll give you the yeah. most perfect example for real estate teams that – because not everybody should get out of production, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. But a team leader who is selling 100 houses a year mm -hmm. and they're crushing it and they're the best at the listing presentations, yep. they're best at it's And it's 70% of their net profit. <laughs> right, right. They're, they they're tactically winning. Yep. But strategically, strategically, if they take yep. a step back, just disconnect themselves from the, the big picture, um, it's not really helping them reach their long-term goals. Right. And so, um, so that, that's a good takeaway we took this week that, that it's made me really rethink in our business. Like, I really need to do a deep dive and figure out where are we tactically winning but yeah. strategically losing because it's not aligned with the goal, but it feels good right now. Right. It's, a good, it's a win. It's a daily one. It's a weekly one. It helps the numbers look good this month, yeah. but it could be damaging us long term. Can you relate to that? Absolutely. Uh, you know, I just reflect on management decisions that we've made with specific people. And did we make them feel as good as we should have or did we just make them feel as good as they thought they would in the time yeah. and then eventually like you said maybe they go somewhere else or maybe they feel underappreciated and maybe they leave your organization but as a leader we kind of have to look this person looks for a x number of dollars a year and you know they're they're more valuable than that you got to pay them more right 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 um do you have a process for that with 45 employees so we're i'm at about 200 plus you know another 207 coaches you start before i look at all the other businesses that i've invested in that i take some ownership responsibility for do you pay attention to am i at market with all the people on my team or does somebody else do that for you well, you know, we all have learning experiences. <laughs> so I'd love for you to explain, uh, I mean, your process a little better for us and maybe, I mean. For, I mean, for us is is having our HR team constantly sort of sweeping, whether it's Indeed or you know, Payscale or all these, there's all these different sites that are out there that say, you know, a uh, person doing this role in this city, in this town, Should low, medium, high. Right. You know what I mean? Low in low, medium, high is 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 where the variable comes into play. But like, okay, am I am I at least at average, or am I below average? And if you're below average, you got to start moving people up quickly. So I mean, we've been caught in, you know 19 years in business where you just realize, God, that person's been doing a great job over there. And sometimes, and this is the this is like the hard truth. You've all experienced this. You've got this person over there; they're doing great, but they haven't gotten a review in a while. Nobody's given many feedback. No one said, hey, man, you're kicking ass, but like, dude, if you did this, this, and this, or here's a career path strategy, or here's a, the next move for you. Have you ever thought about going into management? Like, and that's where, that's where we find ourselves falling short at times, especially when you're expanding your organization. You got to constantly be thinking. The other day, like the greatest thing ever, the president of my company just came in and said, yeah, we had like 25 people in the like junior management training at the Orange County office recently. And I'm like, that's awesome. You know, some of them are already in management and they wanted a refresher and other people want to get into management. So you also see who's raising their hand saying, I'm looking for more. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. But I want to, I want to go back to the tactically, 
tactically winning, but strategically, but strategically losing. Yeah, or failing. Mm -hmm. I think about, um, I've been doing a lot of uh, study around product market fit, right? When you think about all the different businesses that you own, right? Like if you go back to like, uh, you know, Andreessen, who's probably one of the most famous at, at this, would say, you have product market fit in your business when there's so much cash coming in. There's so much demand for your business that you can't hire salespeople and customer service people and engineers fast enough. Your product just flying off the shelf. That's when you know you have it. And I sit back and think, man, I've been doing this for 19 years. I don't know if I have product market fit, right? <laughs> and then, then they start talking about these examples of, and the one I wrote down is Social Cam. Do you guys remember Social Cam? Mm -mm, it was like the number one app on uh, on the store forever and ever. And at a certain point, I'm looking at my team. Do you guys remember Social Cam? You guys are so <laughs> young. You you may have been in high school, Katie. Maybe it, it's it's not that old. All right, we, we hear about this. I remember it clearly. It was no. an awesome app. It Thank you. <laughs> yeah, you're lying, but I'll take it. All right, but but the the story of Social Cam was uh, they became the number one app in the app store. Right, so technically winning. Right. And at one point, it was like one out of every 18 Facebook users watched a video on social cam. Like, wow. it doesn't get any better. I'm like, you're killing it. But they had no revenue and nobody looked at the app a second time. Sounds like Blockbuster. Right, right. So you, <laughs> so you killed it out of the gate and you're thinking, we're winning, right? Because on paper, it looks like that. But you didn't have the retention. You didn't have the revenue. You didn't have the user engagement, right? So it's just another example of that. Yeah, yeah. I, I even think on a small level, tactically winning, like you know, there's there's sometimes you have an employee that you just love them and they're great, right. and like the tactical win is I have someone that we love, the company loves, and they get the job done. But yep. then strategically, that person isn't necessarily moving the needle and right. helping grow the company. Right. And so it could be on an individual level. It could be from like I said, the team lead situation yep. where you just think you're the month looks good, but it's not helping the long, the 20 year goal. Right. right. I think that just on that same note, and sorry to jump in here is also you got, you got people that are working inside your organization. And, and I know I'm guilty of this. I don't think there's a CEO that isn't guilty of this, right? That you got people working inside the organization that, that haven't either been explained or been able to connect the dots of my work helps create this result. Do you know what I mean? So there's just so busy doing the job, God bless them, but that's on us as leaders. If we don't say like the impact of this podcast, helping one CEO or one future CEO to realize they need a management methodology and tactically working, but not, you know what I mean? Like just that impacts people. Absolutely. All right. So let's go a totally different direction. How do you run all these different businesses? What's your process? Is it like a weekly thing, a monthly thing, a daily thing? Do you wake up at three o'clock in the morning and ah? <laughs> yes, all <laughs> yeah. of that. Uh, so the ones that were more hands-on, we have a weekly meeting or that needs- Well, to, how do you determine which ones are more hands-on? Uh, ones that we don't have the management and staff to run the company itself. Mm -hmm. And now I'm guilty. Chattanooga Home Inspector is my baby. I could probably leave completely yeah. and be just fine. But, you know- we can talk about flaws later. Um, <laughs> so we usually control have Freakalina, maybe. <laughs> yes, that's me. Um, yeah. So uh, shame on me for not putting the power in the people that can do it better. Um, but if it's the ones that we're more involved with, it's either a weekly meeting or a monthly meeting to go over bigger level decisions, P and Ls, things like that. Got it. Got it. What about you, Doug? Uh, it's definitely staying in your lane of what you're good at and then mm -hmm. trusting the others around you right so yeah. so you know one of the easiest slam dunks for me has been title because it, there's an operational partner right 
and my job is to feed the beast and and um, and and have a culture aspect there yes. as well. You yeah. know, when we first when we first launched the title company, we had good people, but we didn't have the right culture fit for our company, yeah. right? And yeah. so, and I had nothing to do with hiring. I was completely hands off, and very quickly I recognized we we weren't going to have a successful company yeah. if it wasn't the right culture fit. So yeah. um, really the only involvement I've had in title was us replacing the whole team, you know, and that it wasn't like <laughs> that overnight. Was, that was slightly involved. Replacing <laughs> no, the yeah, entire no team. No, it, it, <laughs> it, it, hey, you it, are fired. Leave now. <laughs> right. Well, and it, and it wasn't, it wasn't that like horrible, overnight <laughs> yes. sweet, but I mean, that's yeah. really what had to yeah. happen. It absolutely yeah, had tough. to happen. Yeah. And, um, and those other people like, you know, they found, they found great jobs. They're better off from it. Right. And they've, they've also learned that it's important. It's equally as important that they're, because they weren't happy either, right. you know. Culture. If if you're not right. hang, if you're not enjoying the people you're around, it's it's not a good fit. So that was year one. We just crossed the fourth year with that title company, and so it's it's doing amazing. It's yeah. doing amazing within the real estate side of things. Um, you know, the I've got a director of operations that manages all of our staff. That's yep. the area that I try to stay out of the most. Yeah. Um, because that's well, but it's 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 not my passion, and so I'd rather I'd rather have someone who does enjoy that, right? Yeah. You know, we've got a wonderful Deborah Ward, our, our director of operations. She, she's she got a relationship with every one of our staff members and like there's a huge connection. And, you know, I respect them, they respect me and I help paint a vision as, mm-hmm. as, as much as I can. But, but I, you know, instead of coming in and telling them always, this is how we do things, it's more of, you guys tell me how we do things. Yeah. And not that I'm coming in there and saying every day I need to know what's happening, but it's, it's what are the problems we're having? How can I help? This has worked for me on the sales side. This has worked for me another part in my life. Yeah. This might work here. Do you want to try that? And, um, and uh, you know, just Some more men- mentor guide. It's, it's mentoring yeah, at that Versus point. like dictating. Right, right. And then the sales side that I love, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've got uh, we've got two mentors on our team right now, and and this is something that we really pride ourselves on. But every agent that comes into our our team has has to go through a full mentorship, yeah. right? So it's it's system and people that's really yeah. important. We've yeah. we've got this dialed in really really well. We've been doing it for years. But um, when a new agent joins our our company, they've got to one go through a certification to earn lead mm-hmm. flow. Yep. And usually takes about 30 days. And um, it's it's uh, in this order, contract certification, which yep. is which is like the area that everybody doesn't focus on first. They want to dive right to scripts. Yeah. And know. then they have I no know. idea what to do. And then you know, you're in legal problems. Right. Yep. So we yep. start with hard stuff first. Yep. Not the hard stuff, but the least fun stuff first. Yes. Right. Contracts first. Yep. Then fun scripts. Then yep. buyer presentation. Right. And then a few years ago, we added on the tech certification just because our world is full of tech now. Right. And then, um, but that mentor meets with that new agent twice a month on Zoom, just like a coaching call, yep. until they hit their tenth deal. Yeah, and uh, it it um, it's it's so successful that last year our per person productivity forty two units per person on our team, which is really good in in the industry That's in our town. Phenomenal. And um, and you know just just a little bit of research research mm-hmm. of, of the industry. A lot of people are lacking the proper leadership up front. Yeah. But part of our hiring process is, is, hey, you've got to go through this mentorship. You're going to earn less money during that time. It's like kind of paying for your your master's. But right. we only want to hire people that have an interest in becoming a mentor down the road because to hit our long-term strategic goals. Yeah. And, and it, it attracts them. They're like, wait a minute. There's more than just selling houses. 
Yeah. And so, right. because future, they're going to get bored to live into, right? The, just like ahead. I get bored yeah. with things, yeah. the agents will get bored with yeah. things. And so, um, so it's it's again, it's transferring the baton, transferring the skill set. So uh, I don't know if that answers the methodology question, but it kind of is all about that. Yeah, hundred percent, Malcolm. What are you thinking over there? You know, I'm just with him. Just uh, the whole got it, want it capacity kind of feel. If yeah. you bring somebody in, no matter if they're a rock star, whether it's um, labeled marketing or labeled recruiting or whatever, mm-hmm. if they don't understand the job, that's a, that's on us. If they don't want it, then, you know, they're not going to fit there. And if it's an internal move, they don't have the capacity that they're going to be a bad fit anyways. Right. So, I mean, that's just pretty classic stuff. Yeah. So just for context, you guys have known each other for how long now? Uh, I was 19. I'm 37 now and still not good at math. Long time. So it's been long a while. Time. It's I, been a very long time. Yes. Yeah, so we've been through a lot together. He, he was overseas um, as a civilian contractor mm-hmm. and finally, you know, landed a girl that said, come home. And then I begged him for two years to get in the inspection business. I should have started really? it myself. You should have. I know. I'm kicking myself now. Yeah. You'd love the job. It's super fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But he yeah. just, he's got a guy in place that'll do the work. Yeah. There you go. Right? Yeah. But he did it and took off and, and Congratulations. it's just been, been crushing it. I mean, we all know that the stats, we like the real estate industry, it's like 87% failure rate. You look at most brokerages, they call them brokerage for a reason. <laughs> uh-huh. They don't call them richerage, right? Um, <laughs> So that you think about, you know, every small business, it's like 90% failure rate after 10 years. And some will stay in business, but they don't make any money, right? But it just becomes like a job. Yeah, or so a you, tax advantage for it, you. Exactly, yeah. right? So you clearly move beyond that. So let, let's just talk. You're like, <laughs> his eyes rolled. He's like, wait, have I? <laughs> You're six years. You got yeah. four more years. We'll see. We'll do another podcast okay. in four years. So uh, biggest mistakes you've made in starting or running multiple businesses? Yeah, I'll wait on that one. Yeah. I've uh, got plenty. I mean, how long is this show? Yeah. No, seven days. Uh, seven days. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, we got some successful businesses. And, and in the past, we've invested in non, very unsuccessful businesses. The one thing, and you, I love it that you're like, if we help one CEO out there or one right. business owner. Right. The, and I've learned this uh, the hard way is we won't go into business with anybody that doesn't want to work harder than me or smarter than me Mm -hmm. and never go into business with anybody that won't put up money to show skin in the game. And we learned that the hard way. So there's that. Yeah. Hope that goes for somebody. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So say those three again. So either match me on work ethic, beat me on work ethic or be smarter than me. And and that could be like just more experience in the industry, in the business, crawl spaces, the field, right? right? Yes. Or I mean, and, I'll ask this guy. I'll be like, "Hey, what's up with this this basement?" And he, he's like, I, "I don't know. I, they know how to do." That. Yes, right. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, yes. And and the third would be they have to put money. They have to put yeah. skin in the game. Yeah, it can't be a you're gonna work hard. I'm gonna put up the money kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work. Yeah, love it, Doug. Same question. What was the question again? Biggest mistakes. Uh, oh, biggest starting mistakes. multiple different businesses um, like this. N- so I've only made this mistake once, and we've and, and we have. I don't want to. Yeah, I mean, if you look at it from a theoretical standpoint, it's a mistake. Mistakes, not having, mistakes not are having the greatest exit, lessons. Not having a proper exit plan when you start something new. Oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so. Almost got, we almost got a hallelujah out of it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that you know, especially in real estate, yeah. you know, we see teams, you know, the two agent. What did you call it back in the day when you had the four different teams? It was the uh, illegitimate team. The illegitimate, illegitimate team. team yeah. You know, where, you know, you suck, I suck, let's suck together. Yeah. And, exactly. That and, sounded horrible. Yeah. Don't quote that one. Don't quote that one. 
that's that may be the Instagram yeah. moment right oh, there. there we go. That's there the name go. of our this next is, business. Yeah. This is the unicorn video, right? But um, but I think I got that quote from you. So yeah, I'm gonna it, I'm gonna blame, I'm gonna blame yeah, that one. Yes, for you. Yeah. Yes. But uh, but you know, but the problem is, is even if that that business takes off right. and there's not a clear exit plan, it's a right. problem, right? right? So I'd say that's that's one of the biggest the biggest issues. The other one is especially it, in a partnership, hundred percent, right? Because if right. there's no buy sell agreement. Right, somebody What's gets it divorced, for? right, yeah. and like, what are we going to do? Do your kids want it? Do they not want it? Like all that yeah. stuff. And what's the factor. whole goal, anyways? You want to actually have a job for the rest of your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And yeah. this new term, strategically lose and tactically win. I'm just like, it's, it's. I just had a light bulb go off in my head. It's you find a when you're starting out and you're smaller, you tend to just think about that first year of yeah. like succeeding. So yeah. you'll hire someone and you'll set up a comp plan that's based on year one or year two, right. not year five or 10. Yep. And so what you tend to do sometimes is you'll overpay people based on like deals. You know, I hear people yep. talk, I pay my TC, uh, you know- $500 a transaction. $500 transaction. $600, $1,000. Well, yeah. well, what happens when you need another one? Are you taking- I, I remember uh, the mortgage company- no. no, the mortgage company um, years ago that we used to do business with, they had a processor who was absolutely amazing. Now she's amazing for us. She works for a title company. Yeah. Um, so Congrats. we stole her years later. But um, she, uh, I, I remember when the volume was getting so large in that mortgage company that they had to bring another processor. And that was really painful for her because sure. she was solely paid per deal. Right. And then bringing that other person in greatly impacted her income. Yes. And so not making long-term decisions around comp plans when you bring people in, especially right. on, especially on um, fixed, yeah, 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 per, yeah, per transaction or something of that nature. Um, but gosh, I mean, you know, there's so many, so many mistakes we make, but yeah, yeah we, we learn from them all. Um, and you know, I think it was back in November when you challenged me with the 20 year letter yep. and I mean, you challenged everybody what two years ago or so, but yes. like you did it again to me individually. And, and that made me really take a step back and think like, how many, how many things am I doing to fix this year? But it's really going to have an unintended consequence in the years to follow. Bingo. And so um, just really, I, I ask myself all the time, like, you know, what are the unintended consequences that come from this decision I'm about to make? usually around scaling. Like yep. how's this gonna work when we're bigger? Every good CEO has to be able to see around the corner. I'm making this decision, but what's gonna happen over there? Right? It's hard. It's like J. Abraham 101. He's like, good good decision today. What happens in five years? Look, the, to the example of, I'm gonna pay you X dollars per transaction. Mm -hmm. Well, that's great until you're suddenly scaled mm -hmm. so much that you need to bring in that other person. Now that person's- Or four yeah. more. Or four more or 10 more. God bless you because you're growing, right? And that great? Except that person's now really disappointed. Unless you said, we're gonna do this and here's how it's gonna work. And then we're gonna put three, four, four you know, people under you and you're gonna run that entire division. Mm-hmm. Right, something yeah. along those lines. Yep. Yeah. All right, so so lots of good lessons, guys. We want, we try and keep this at twenty minutes. I have no idea how long we're going. I'm guessing. Yeah, I just got the. Okay, you're at thirty, <laughs> okay. so that's good. So we suck at time management here at Tom <laughs> Ferry, but we're trying to bring you value. So, um, name of the inspection company again? Chattanooga Home Inspector. Chattanooga Home Inspector. Is it? Do you have that like dot com? Because yes, that's a really long it, it is. URL. It yeah. is. Do yeah. people actually get? But all imagine the way through googling before... a home inspector in Chattanooga. Oh yeah, it's a win. Yeah. <laughs> We typically show up first place. So. How's, your, how's your Google uh, business page? It's by far better than any of our competitors. Yeah, congratulations. Thank I you. just talked to Tom Tool today. He's at like 485 reviews and he's mm -hmm. like, people are just calling just call. and hi, hi, we need you. Hi. I think we're at like 800. 
on reviews. Mm. Congratulations. Now, those aren't all five stars, but those are reviews. <laughs> well, we found a body in the crawl space. Right? I can only imagine that business. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Okay. So, so we got that. We know, you know, we know your business. Let's say it again one more time if they want to follow you guys on yeah, Instagram. Yeah. The Edrington team and Berkshire Hathaway J. Douglas Properties in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Love it. Love it. Love it. Well, guys, thanks for being on the show. Thanks for dropping some insights. And as always, uh, hit the subscribe button, ring the notification bell, and give us a comment. Let us know uh, other business that either the questions you would have asked or other businesses you want us to start talking to to help you grow your business. All right, we'll see you soon.